KRXO FM and KRXO HD Oklahoma City. KRXO Claremore Tulsa, a product of Tyler Media, reaching over 1 million Oklahomans every week. Now, TotallyTickets.com presents the Franchise Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Postgame Show on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise Tulsa. What are you doing? Stop it! Stop winning the basketball games! What are you... It's not the plan! Stop this madness. They don't care about the plans, They don't care about plans. They have no time for your... What about the future? I say Rowie don't give a crap about that. Nor does Svim Hailuk. Sviatoslav, I should say. The, you love to Svi it. The pride of the Ukraine. Mm. I, I can never pin down why we good. have to say the Ukraine. But we may very well get to the bottom of that tonight on the First Take Thunder postgame show. I am Brady Trantham alongside Christine Butterfield in a jacket and Ryan Chapman in a hoodie. And I'm wearing a tank top. So all three of us are on different wavelengths because the Thunder sure as hell were on a different wavelength tonight because you go into tonight, Christine, and you think, yeah, the Thunder aren't very good. Yeah, the Thunder don't have SGA playing, Darius Baisley playing, Lou Dort playing. Hell, Pokoshevsky got thrown into the health and safety protocol, so he's out after a 21-point game performance the other night in a loss. But then you also have to think about, well, the Raptors, they're, they're pretty good, aren't they? I mean, Nick Nurse... Uh, all those players with Toronto, yeah, they lost Kawhi Leonard after winning that title two years ago, but that's still a good team. Oh, they're 2-14 and 14 since February 23rd, so uh-huh. I don't know exactly what's going to happen. Then you fast forward to uh, through this game, which Oklahoma City basically, it was a back-and-forth affair, but Oklahoma City in the second half started to control. Four minutes, four and a half minutes to go, Christine, in the game. Oklahoma City has a 104-100 lead. And spoiler alert, they ended up winning, what was it, 113 to 103. That's not what they're supposed to do. No. And at this point, I don't think anyone expected them to do this without the players that they don't have anymore. Going into this roster tonight, it, like I was looking at the starting five. You had Kenrick, Ken Rich Williams. There we go. Got him. Ken Rich Williams. Isaiah Roby, Moses Brown, Teo Maladon, and Svi Mikhailuk. And I thought, okay, not sure how this is going to go. And it wasn't going well in the beginning. I mean, Gary Trent was going off, and it seemed like the Thunder could do nothing. I thought to that stop was Patty him. Mills. I know. Goes what I like. Goes what I know. <laughs> I know. It was. It was just kind of crazy. And even though Justin Jackson got it going early for them, it seemed like they couldn't get it going they couldn't get any defensive stops but then they just really got it going in the second half because they limited toronto to shooting 22 points in the third quarter and then only 14 points in the fourth quarter and that's really i think what their win attributed to of course players like moses brown getting 20 points v getting 22 leading the scores tonight and justin jackson getting 12 basically every player for the thunder ended up getting in double digits besides Very josh hall and tony bradley so they had a really balanced game by the end, but it took them a while to get there. 
Now, Ryan, it goes without saying that Toronto has been a better organization than Oklahoma State the last two to three years, right? I mean, that. I mean, even maybe even well, you win, than you that. win a title, you get a you get a lot of credence and credit. Of course. Well, now are they just better at tanking than Oklahoma City? Even though Toronto's not necessarily looking forward to the draft as much as the Thunder should be. Obviously, I think it's wild. They seem to be the only team that can go into Tampa Bay and lose at a high level oh, this boy. last calendar year, seeing as what literally every other team in Tampa has done. And Christine, you were talking about uh, the Raptors' point outputs there in the third and the fourth quarters. And honestly, like yes, the Thunder made some defensive adjustments, but. I think that it was just as much the fact that Toronto just stopped making shots. Like they were shooting the lights out, especially in the first quarter from deep. That was really what kept them afloat. They they kind of pulled that through in the second quarter as well. But then they just they just stopped missing their open looks because th- there were open looks to be had. And and Toronto's just out there building a brick house down in Bricktown. So I, I thank you to them, I guess, for contributing to the landscape of Oklahoma City. We appreciate that, but it's just one of those things that, like, I don't know. This is one of those, it's one of those situations where we say the cliche is this Thunder team, it's a lot of guys that are fighting for their NBA lives. They're either rookies or second-year players trying to prove that they have a spot in this league. They're guys that have been kind of journeymen that are looking for a reason to tell Sam Presti or other GMs in the league, yes, you can bring me in. I can be the eighth, ninth guy off the bench. And they went out there and just played their butts off there in the third and fourth quarters and and just kept grinding, kept their head down, and, and outworked Toronto. So uh, it's just another one of those situations where the, the Thunder came in and withstood an early punch in the, in the form of the big three-point shooting and, and just kept their heads down and kept working. And so good on the Thunder. I know it'll be frustrating for the draft lottery crowd, but this is what you're getting. This is what you talked about, Brady. Christine, you've talked about this a lot too, that the Thunder want to c- carry a culture of winning or at least trying to win despite the fact that they're rebuilding. And this is why you have 5,000 picks over the next like 18 months or whatever. So you can just trade into whatever you want. Oklahoma City shot 45% from the floor overall, 14 to 32 from the three-point line, and uh, Christine Sampresti hated every single one of those numbers. But, I mean, look, I mean, you, you touched on it, how balanced the scoring was, and just even guys who didn't get into double figures tonight. I mean, you talk about uh, Thunder newcomer in Tony Bradley with five points, but, you know, seven rebounds. And uh, Josh, all five points, but five rebounds and four assists. So, um, I mean, when you're looking at a team, when you're looking at a roster of guys who you absolutely have no idea, are they a part of any type of Thunder team in the future, whether that's long-term, mid-term, or short-term? Uh, but when you see performances like this out of all these guys who you can, that, that fall under that category, you can't help but be a little bit optimistic with how the development of this team has gone uh, from the top to the bottom, because we know what SGA is capable of. We know what Lou Dort is capable of, even though his ceiling is a little bit more uh, shrouded in mystery than I would say for uh, Shea Gillis-Alexander. Darius Baisley, I mean, this whole season's kind of a wash for him, in my opinion. It's been disappointing, like if you put a gun to my head, uh, but it's not the end of the world for him. Everything else is just a whole bunch of, I have no idea what this guy can do, I have no idea what this ceiling is, but time after time, even in losses and now with tonight being a win, I just kind of come away going, man, the Thunder have so much versatility just with their draft assets, uh, just any kind of asset you want to talk about. But they also have so much versatility with this young roster of guys who can just continue to go out there and do things, even when every single disadvantage is thrown at their feet. Because in addition to 
all the guys who have been out tonight with Pokushevsky. I mean, Ty Jerome, a guy who I love, who has, has very much done that in his short stint with the Oklahoma City Thunder this year of just scoring or getting assists or getting rebounds. Like, everybody out here, without all those guys, were still able to make things happen tonight. Yeah, it's really interesting you say that because I feel like every single player on the Thunder team has something going for them. And sometimes that something going for them changes from game to game. And a friend of the franchise, Derek Parker, actually tweeted it out. Don't try to figure out this team because you won't. And that's kind of how I feel at this point with how the players play from game to game. They have a different advantage, it seems, every single game that they use correctly. But... Like you said, Brady, they go into every game kind of with every disadvantage thrown at them without having any of their starters from this whole season in at this point, and they're still finding a way to win these games, which is not what Sam Presti wants. It's not what a lot of Thunder fans want, but they're still making it happen, and they're still willing this win mentality despite having everything thrown at them and still finding a way to get good ball movement, make the shots they want, and then on defense, make some stops at really critical points in time. And there's something impressive about every single Thunder player. I have no idea who's going to be on the roster next season. I have no idea who's going to carry over for the Thunder's future, but... You could make a case for why every single player, I think, on this team could be on the team next could season. Could be a, a nice role player. Right, could be a nice contributor for the team. And none of them, like, there isn't a player for the Thunder right now that I would be mad at if they were with the Thunder again next season. Well, I mean, I would be mad at a few of them. I'm just kidding. I don't know them personally. But, Ryan, it's. Uh, I feel like we should just sit here and tell Thunder fans, just close your eyes Put your fingers in your ears and don't even think about the draft. Just assume it's going to work out. Just assume that the Thunder may either win the lottery in their own right of their own pick or Houston will just have the bad, the short end of the stick, lose all these games and still get the fifth pick. And then Oklahoma City will then swap with that. So then Oklahoma City could potentially have a nice lottery pick and then the top five pick with Houston and then be able to package that to move forward. So, um, you know, we've been doing these post games all year long and we've kind of assumed uh, wrong and uh, to uh, to us, like we've assumed wrong that there's going to be a gigantic win- a losing streak coming, and it hasn't, you know, come to fruition. So you kind of just have to have this uh, understanding as a Thunder fan, like it's just going to work out. I don't know how. Don't ask me to justify it or give you evidence. I just want to believe that the lottery will work out in Oklahoma City's favor. In the meantime, all this development and learning to win close games, even against bad teams that are now 2-15 and 15 in their last 17 games, all that is still important. Yeah, and uh, the biggest thing, and what's been most impressive, I think about what Mark Dagnall has done this year, isn't that he's been able to fit all these pieces together and still be competitive. It's that there's a coherent foundation being laid for what his philosophy is going to be on both sides of the floor. When you talk about on the offensive end, it's going to be that extra pass, um, spreading the floor out, threes, layups. You know, It's kind of that hybrid shift toward modern analytical basketball, but he's also not yelling at people for taking some mid-range jumpers when they're there. I think that's kind of the carryover of having Chris Paul and Dennis Schroeder on your team last year where you saw, okay, this can be effective if you have people that excel in that mid-range. On the defensive end of the floor, it's going to be high effort, lots of switching, and you're going to always have... Sam Presti is going to always have a versatile roster to, to do that sort of thing. So so what you're seeing is, yes, they're winning more games than you want, whatever. 
but they're building a foundation. This is not something we've seen before in Oklahoma City by way of either coaching or what players are here when you've got a guy like Russell Westbrook who is ball dominant like that quote-unquote ball movement offense is going to break down because when you've got a Kevin Durant or a Russell Westbrook at the end of the game you just want him to have the ball so it's, it's just one of those things that all these pieces are able to fit in because every day in practice you're like okay we're going to roll the ball out and this is how we're going to play so it doesn't matter if you're starting or if you're just getting 15 minutes like you know what the expectation is and that's the impressive thing you have to hope that that culture is going to breed through as more talented players get added in and then draft night like yeah like I think Thunder fans, unless something just wild happens in the lottery, you can probably say goodbye to the number one or number two pick. Because even with all the assets you've got, the guys that are usually at one or two, if you're a GM, you think that guy is a franchise-altering player, and you're going to take him over 10 picks on draft night. And if a GM... Uh, I, I, I think so. You'd think so, for the most part. And if they don't, then you're probably going, maybe you shouldn't be using 10 picks to move up for that number one guy. You know, it works both ways that way. So, the Thunder are going to move up, probably, uh, assuming, you know, a bunch of weird stuff doesn't happen. And they're going to be in a position to add a talented player to this roster. And then the the... The bed's already been laid. Shea, Lou Dort, those guys are going to come in and be like, this is how we do things around here, and, and Dagnalt's already got that respect from Because here's here's the shame, and like this is a weird prediction because who knows what's going to happen with any of these top five picks, these top three picks in this upcoming lottery. But just imagine Cade Cunningham or Mobley, like whoever it is that you think is the best player in this draft. Imagine them with Detroit. Imagine them with Houston. Imagine them with Washington. None of those players, as good as they could be, turn any of those fortune any of those franchises fortune overnight or even in probably even two years but you put any of those players on Oklahoma City you could very well have a nice little playoff team if they so chose to like all right we're done rebuilding let's go after some vets and Christine we talked about this on Monday's uh <clears throat> post game show which we should all thank the uh the Texas Rangers for not playing baseball tonight thank right? you Texas thank, thank Rangers you. Thank, you. thank you we don't get baseball. to listen to spring training hey, yes it's, it's another team that might be uh I think they're going to be a little bit better at tanking than the Thunder are uh, are they looking for a head coach? Maybe. Are, are they I think okay. that Beeline's in in the running for that Rangers what, who, job? Now, who is Beeline, and what are you talking about? I I, I, I don't. It's for another podcast. For, well, the former Cleveland Cavaliers coach. Oh boy. No, Spicy. we will provide no context to further uh, further to what we were saying. But Christine, uh, on the post game show that only exists in podcast format on the OKC eighty two podcast feed. <laughs> Uh, we talked about that very topic, about how Oklahoma City, like in my opinion, depending on what happens with this lottery, Oklahoma City could kind of find themselves, if they if they get what they want in the draft, the top three pick, if they're that fortunate, with how good I think they kind of are if they, if they chose to like, all right, we're going to try and win all these games. Like that's going to be our goal is to win as many games as possible. I feel like if they win, if they get their guy in the draft, they could very well turn off the whole let's rebuild by like next trade deadline and Ryan I wanted to get your take but Christine go ahead and set the stage for Ryan uh, since he was not there on Monday yeah I just think that based on how well Mark Dagnall's been able to develop each player throughout this season that's why that possibility even seems like it could happen and some I don't I don't know what the Thunder's future is but with this team playing the way that they are in this winning culture without having what anyone would say is you know really talent quote unquote if they do get that you know 
star player coming out of the draft, if they're so fortunate to get a top three pick, doubt it's going to happen. But if they do get a top three draft pick, that could really just set them right over the edge and be that one piece they need to be a playoff contender. And I wouldn't even like I wouldn't even be mad about it if they were like, you know what, we're actually gonna scrap the whole rebuilding strategy. We're gonna scrap that whole plan because this team is actually winning games and kind of staying competitive amongst these other teams whenever you had SGA in and Lou Dort was there and sometimes Darius Baisley too and I mean, hopefully, I mean, like, I don't know if, you know, Mike Muscala will still be there. I don't know who else is going to still be there. But if they have the roster that they have right now and they add a really great player after that, I don't see why they wouldn't be a playoff contender if they keep this winning culture up and they keep developing the way that Mark Dagnant has had that happen. Because I feel like each player has had an upwards trajectory since he's been the head coach there. And that's just coming from what he's implementing in practice. Yeah, and I mean, you look at it, so right now, as it stands, the Thunder at 20 and 27. What? They are four games off of Memphis in the loss column now. Sacramento and New Orleans do separate them, but they're four games off of Memphis in the loss column for that 10 seed, which constitutes play-in tournament. If the Thunder were truly efforting winning this season, if the Al Horford situation didn't happen, if maybe they weren't being as cautious and obviously you have to have the good fortune of you know Shea not getting the plantar fasciitis um, Dort avoiding concussion the quote unquote plantar uh, well I'll just say for now if, if, if they're healthy or playing through things like this is a team that conceivably this season as constructed could be competing for a 10 seed so yeah you, you add in any top pick and you start that shift, you start that perception shift, and they're immediately going to be inserted into the lower end at the worst of the playoff conversation. Now, this is something that I'm really curious about, and it's not something that's going to come into play for another year or two, but I'm just weird. The Thunder front office has garnered a lot of favor, uh, perceived favor, in what they've done with Dennis Schroeder, Chris Paul, now Al Horford, um, even moving back to Paul George and Russell Westbrook. Basically, uh, the reporting came out that Paul George signed that four-year deal, and allegedly the conversation that happened was Presti said, anytime you want out, come and tell me, we'll figure this out. Paul George wanted out. He's now with the Clippers, the place he wanted to be. Chris Paul wanted out. He's in Phoenix, one of the places he wanted to be. They're now working with Al Horford. I really have to wonder if the the they next did well by era, George Hill. Yeah, they did well by George Hill. I wonder if the next era of Thunder basketball, I, I don't know if it'll help at all chasing free agents, but acquiring some of these guys at the deadline that are going to be rentals, it might get them to, to stay on for another year or two and say, look, we have a history of if this starts to go south, this doesn't work out the way you want it to work out, we will work with you to get you to a situation you want to be in. So if you want to come here to Oklahoma City and win some games, do that. And then if it's if it's not working out the way you want, we'll work with you. I, I'm just curious, and this is a hypothetical that we can't answer until two or three years from now, but that might be another asset that we're not even talking about is what Sam Presti and this front office has done with the veterans they've brought in over this rebuilding process that will they hopefully will cash in that, I don't know if you want to call it, like it's the NBA's version of political capital. They'll cash that in to surround this young core with the veterans that they need. So that's another aspect that we're not really talking about right now. It's not going to come into play for another two or three years. But I'm just interested to see if if the narrative shifts around Oklahoma City, around the league, because, yeah, it's a small market. It's the, you know, Pau Gasol famously snubbed Oklahoma City for no culture, all that stuff. I I just wonder if if that'll help the Thunder uh, 
insulate this roster with some vets that are going to help them down the stretch in years in the future. There's well, definitely something to be said about the goodwill that Sam Presti has made with the veterans that have left, you know? And I feel like word would spread around, you know, in a year or two, like Ryan said, that this wouldn't really come into fruition, even if at all, until two to three years from now. But if it does, that could be a new variable that a lot of, a lot of teams can't even factor in anymore. Well, because just, just today and yesterday you've got the J.J. Reddick situation with New Orleans and Dallas and he's trashing front offices left and right, right all that stuff. That's not, that's not ever been the conversation surrounding Oklahoma City. Like, no. well, who's the last malcontent that left Oklahoma City? Was it Reggie Jackson? That's it. Yeah. So <laughs> that's pretty much it. Right. Um, I mean, it's a fascinating topic to uh, to bring up, Ryan, and we could spend an entire hour talking about this. Uh, but w- what's interesting to me is like it really can't hurt like everything that you're talking about, because I actually thought about this when Carmelo Anthony was here and midway through the season, people were questioning like the move for Carmelo. People were questioning the move for Oklahoma City. Hawks legend Carmelo. Anthony. Yeah. Um, and I would just constantly tell people like when I would have like you know, off the record discussions with Carmelo that year, because he will literally tell you anything that's on his mind. He is an honest human being and he enjoyed his time with Oklahoma city, not just because he's playing with Russell Westbrook and Paul George guys that he deems like to be on his level, but because he, he enjoyed playing under Sam Presti because the communication was always there. Uh, According to Melo Presti never lied to him. Uh, he prepared him fully for the experience in Oklahoma City, and Carmelo just had the adult understanding of it. Hey, it just didn't work out. Like it didn't work out like we thought it would. So, as as immature as Carmelo Anthony is kind of labeled as, he's rather mature in that respect. And I always thought every player in this generation, generation below it, loves Carmelo Anthony, and they'll often go to Carmelo Anthony for advice, uh, career advice, game advice. And this cannot hurt that Melo has a good experience in Oklahoma City under Sam Presti. And even after he's gone, if anyone says, hey, I'm thinking about maybe signing with Oklahoma City, or it seems like I might be getting traded to the Thunder, what should I expect? Melo would have nothing but good things to say about that. So I've had that in my mind for a long time, so I'm, I'm, uh, it's fascinating that you brought that up. But there are so many good options for Sam Presti, so many good uh, like roads that they can go down and depending on how it works out like if it doesn't work out for you on lottery night it's not the end of the world like the Thunder still have a lot to be hopeful for and even next year's draft which I don't know if it's as good or as deep as this draft but guess what high school kids can start coming into the draft so you think Sam Presley likes 18 19 year olds just wait till he gets uh Man, I don't even want to say this considering what we just talked about before we went on air. More Pokus! But 17 and 18-year-old basketball players for professional basketball purposes. We're keeping keeping politics out of this, by the way. Okay. I mean, if they want to tank, then go for it. Hey, there is always room to tank, but not right now after uh, following the Thunder's 113-103 victory over the Toronto Raptors. And this is the part of the show where we unfortunately have to pick a player of the game. Now, the Franchise Thunder Player of the Game, brought to you by Volkswagen of Edmond. I'm not picking Spee. I am! 
It was V. You can't even say it was anybody else. I mean, the dude just went off tonight. First of all, he scored. You can. I mean, yes, Isaiah Roby had 17 and 10. Moses Brown had 20 care. and 11. Not to me. You There's nobody else You to don't me. care because they didn't wear blue, red, and white, whatever the hell else Kansas wants to wear. Eh, no. Well, I mean, Adidas I, and, you know, the FBI is calling. The Kansas red jerseys are that's dope, such though. A, that's all just. No, they're, they're pretty dope. And that's low-hanging fruit, Brady, but. I don't think there's anybody else to me than Steve McKay-Luke because he scored the first three of the game and then was just popping off. I mean, he literally was 4 of 7 from behind the arc tonight. 9 of 14 total. 9 rebounds, and he even had a block! Crazy! Just going wild. Big. I'm happy for him, man. I'm happy for him mainly because... I remember back when the Hamadou Diallo trade happened, and I know there was a lot of Thunder fans that were very upset about losing such, you know, a cornerstone for the Thunder for so long, but I feel like it's kind of working out for the best, especially with how the Thunder are going, so I'm glad that he's kind of mellowed that out. Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're going to look, Lou Dort, elite defender, and his offensive game, we've seen spurts of it being awesome, we've seen spurts of it being not so great. While that's going along... I'm sorry. I just I just rather have the offensive feet. Like that's I, what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not sure that shooting his feet. Uh, my play of the game tonight, though, I was going to go with Moses Brown mainly because of his efforts on the offensive boards. Only 11 rebounds. Relatively quiet night. Wild to say that about a man who just got handed his full time contract with the Thunder. No longer a two wayer. But those seven uh, offensive boards and Mark Dagnall in his post game just said that uh, Moses Brown has come in and changed the game as far as his offensive rebounding with the Thunder. So shout out Moses Brown. Shout out his Bruins who have punched their ticket to the Final Four. That was Ryan Chapman. We got Christine Butterfield and Brady Trantham here on the First Take Thunder post game show where the Oklahoma City Thunder just defeated the Toronto Raptors 113 to 103. Oklahoma City is now 2027 on the year sitting pretty at 13th in the Western Conference. We've got more of this game, more of the Thunder's future, some other NBA talk, maybe even some OU basketball talk because that's uh, also important around here. So stay tuned here on 107.7 The Franchise. Welcome back to the Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Thunder Postgame Show presented by TotallyTickets.com on 107.7 The Franchise and 107.9 The Franchise Tulsa. Welcome back to the show. And I know Thunder fans are just the, the happiest people on earth, especially when their favorite team wins in a season where they're supposed to lose. Oklahoma City defeats the Toronto Raptors 113 to 103. And like we said in the first segment, four and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. It's 104 100. Oklahoma City. And it's like, okay, what's going to happen? Who's going to take? Who's going to take better? And then, can't remember who it was for the Raptors, but they get a breakaway steal, open floor. It's going to be a layup, probably. And you're thinking, all right, 104, 102, here we go. Here we go. And then out of nowhere, the Ukrainian... Uh, Ryan, check his, check his basketball reference nickname. The Ukrainian, Ukrainian something. King. Mihailuk. Out of nowhere with the... Oh, blocked by James block. And it was incredible. And Sam Presti probably stormed out of his castle and went immediately to the arena and said, no more of that. You are suddenly going to be uh, out, quote unquote, with an injury, air quotes, with he, the paper cuts. Uh, he jammed his finger on the block oh, and will not, a, be, will not be returning. What a absolute tragedy. That's Christine Butterfield. I'm Brady Trantham and Ryan Chapman over yonder looking at his telephone, or as the Germans would say, Handy. 
We've got no basketball reference nicknames. Wow. Do you even exist in the NBA if you don't have some random nickname on basketballreference.com? This he's is like brand new, though. Let's, he's, he's like brand new, guys. Yeah, Just leave it, him alone. But ev- everyone has one. Doesn't It doesn't matter. I mean, Ty Jerome's got one. I know, it's Milk. It's Tyron Chapman Jerome. This, this Milk. I team. cannot believe we haven't talked about this yet. Yes, Ty Jerome Ryan, and Ryan Chapman look somewhat similar. Have you seen the poll that we put out? That me and Jerry put out? Uh, I, I haven't seen it. Okay, so I see Sphere Rex. That's on r slash NBA. Sphirex? I don't yeah. I don't know what Sviatoslav Rex. Yeah, what what is this poll Rex, that I missed? Hey, Christine, oh my Christine. Gosh. Rex means king in Latin. Oh, okay. It also does means it? dinosaur it in That's... dinosaur language. I thought that was rar. No, Tyrannosaurus Rex just means tyrant king and or tyrant king lizard in Latin. Latin is a dead language. Hmm. Unless you're a Notre Dame fan. Moving on. Okay, so Ryan, I'm sending you this tweet right now that I commented the poll on but Jerry tweeted out the picture a couple days ago in the last game of a picture of Ty Jerome that looks scarily like Ryan and came up with two nicknames to kind of morph the two together Okay, and it's Ryan Chapman Jerome or Tyrion Jerome Chapman these are unimaginative Tyron Jerome Chapman. I think that should have won. I'm still shocked. They're not merging. This isn't Dragon Ball Z. They're not Vegeta or they Gogeta. Look, they look so similar. No, 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 no. Okay. You can't you can't tell me. Listeners, and yes, I'm talking to you, you beautiful, sexy individual you. I'm gonna do a side if you've by got, side. If you've got a Twitter machine, go to go on your Twitter, use them use them fingers, type in at Radio's Ryan, follow him. And then kind of do the side-by-side with him and Ty Jerome. And I'll just say Ryan probably has better hair. Ty Jerome's got that thin, straight hair. That that will not age very well. Uh, to be fair to Ty, it, he, it looks like he doesn't put much product in his hair, which is fine. And then he's, I know, he's going to sweat. He, and then he's playing sports ball. So maybe what needs to happen is Monday nights, after my soccer league gets going, maybe I need to take a photo of myself after I get off the field for a more... Uh, a more realistic side by side. You think okay. we need to get that going? Absolutely. Well, take that picture. No, take that picture. I don't. Sorry, Brady. Take that picture. Then do the side by side of the photo that I sent you of Ty Jerome, and let the people decide. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now is we this call an, that a tease? Is this an adult uh, beverages soccer league or none of that? I mean, beverages are permitted, but our team takes things a little more seriously, so we uh, beverage after the game. Generally. Okay, I was going to say, because that side-by-side might look, well, not only are you tired and sweaty, but you're also red-faced for another reason. Oh, no. It, it, look, it happens. It happens. It happens. Just like Oklahoma City winning a game, uh, the likes of which everybody probably expected them to lose just because you have this casual understanding of what the Toronto Raptors are under Nick Nurse. That couldn't be further from the truth since February 23rd. They are now 2-15 and 15 in their last 17 games, so they are worse than Oklahoma City. And they're I don't even know what Toronto is really doing. I don't know if they're necessarily looking towards the future in terms of the draft, but they are sitting worse in the Eastern Conference than Oklahoma City is sitting currently in the Western Conference. But Christine... I mean, this game, you can just look. This is one of the games where you didn't necessarily need to watch it. You you could just really look at the box score and have a very good understanding of how this game was won because 
everybody pitched in. Everybody played well. And outside of Teo Maldon in the first half, maybe even a little bit of Moses Brown in the second quarter, I think there were four possessions, and he had two, maybe even three turnovers, if I'm remembering correctly, at the end of the second quarter. Uh, this, this was just a game where Oklahoma City went on multiple double-digit runs, and it was a, as a result of everybody pitching in. Yeah, and I think that's one of their biggest strengths as a team is that when they have nights like this where literally everyone is contributing, they can really run the court with anyone. Especially when I made this comment and Malachi Flynn ended up scoring a bucket, so it um, you know didn't end up falling the same way. But at for most of the game, the Raptors only had six players contributing points wise for this team versus the Thunders. Nine? Like, that alone lets you know, okay, like, this team is obviously has a more balanced roster than the Raptors do at this point. And, like, when you have that many... So, of the nine, seven of them were in double digits. Yeah, it was... Like, that's a... That's an incredible thing to see. And that's not, you know, an every game thing for the Thunder. I'm not saying that, like, oh, look at this roster. They're so talented. This is one of their best shooting nights. So, to be fair... It was a really good balance night for the Thunder that we're not used to seeing. But when they have nights like this, it proves why they can be competitive, why they can stay in these games, and why they were able to kind of make up for the deficit of SGA being out and also Lou Dort being out. And, and let's not forget, like it, it was kind of thrown out there tongue-in-cheek in, in the first segment, but that's Nick Nurse on the other sideline. That's widely considered one of the best coaches in the NBA. He's a top I, three NBA coach. Yeah, like I understand Lowry's not playing. I get that. I understand that this roster has been gutted. Lowry's it's, old ass wouldn't have done much. Well, Lowry's right? not playing and SGA's not playing. It's yeah, like, okay, it, they cancel each other well, out. Well, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things that, like, I get it. This is not, you know, Toronto's best foot forward, but that's what I'm saying, that you talk about we talk about what Mark Dagnall has done with this team as far as motivating them, help you know keeping them motivated night in night out, but also just playing a consistent brand of basketball night to night that makes it easier to plug and play guys when you've got all these weird combinations and concoctions. And and tonight, Christine, exactly what you're saying. The Raptors were too reliant on um, trying to get Van Fleet going, which I get it, great, awesome as Van Fleet. Gary Trent Jr. He he did he did his thing, but you, you look at Pascal Siakam, like he was not efficient at all. Kind of just bailed out by getting to the free throw line, stuff like that. Like the Raptors tried to play a little bit of hero ball versus the Thunder, just playing good team basketball, and that's what won out in the end. Once once the Raptors stopped shooting the lights out like they did in the first half, it was ugly, ugly, ugly. So that's all the credit in the world to the Thunder and the Thunder coaching staff as well for going out there, maintaining that high level of play, and just playing. A consistent brand of basketball and not just going, all right, Sfee, you're the guy tonight. We're just going to feed you 30 shots. That, that didn't happen. No, especially because, I mean, Justin Jackson was the one, I think, who really got them out of that offensive drought. He made back-to-back threes in the second quarter, I believe. And Ken, Ken, Ken Rich Williams, geez, Ken Rich he's Williams. Rich. He, he's rich. He's in the NBA, relatively speaking. I don't know speaking. what it is about his name that like is hard for me to say, but Ken Rich Williams also made a three in that point and really close together, and that's what really kind of got it going offensively for the Thunder. And then when you finally got players like Teo Maladon actually making shots and Moses Brown almost had a double-double before the half. I think he had 12 points and eight rebounds, if I'm correct. And Isaiah Roby, he only had four points before the half, finished with 17. So all the players from the Thunder really started contributing at the second half, which was able to put them kind of ahead. And when you have a roster that looks that balanced, 
during this game. It's really hard for anyone to beat that. And the interesting thing is Oklahoma City, you know, they, they pull ahead and win by 10 in a game that was, like I said, 104-100 with four and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. It was a back-and-forth affair, even though Oklahoma City went on multiple uh, double-digit runs against Toronto. Toronto would just keep coming back and make it a game. Oklahoma City had 18 turnovers. Toronto only had seven. Like, Oklahoma City should have won this game by more. And again, this is a team that is sitting its best players, sitting its mid-level best players, and uh, Milk is not playing either, Mr. Ty Jerome. So Oklahoma City is actively trying to lose before the game. They're doing a lot of bad things during the game in terms of the turnovers, and I know they shot the three ball really well tonight, but there were a few guys that shouldn't be taking those threes. It was just a good night for Oklahoma City. Any other night, this is probably a... A 10-point plus 10-point loss considering all those three-point shots that just happened to go in. Normally, they probably wouldn't. And then you add on to the 18 turnovers. I mean, Ryan, this could have potentially... This potentially had... Everything went according to plan for Sam Presti tonight. If he's like trying to lose every single game like, like we think is trying to happen, the ball just went into the hoop. Yeah, and I just... I honestly think it was just effort rewarded, which it's just one of those things that the Thunder are going to get that bounce to go their way a couple of times this season just because of that that intensity and that level they play with. And and when a team comes out flat, like I have to wonder for Toronto, like, okay, it's been the drudges of this season. You come out, you're shooting that hot start. Once the shots stop falling, like it's one of those things that I have to wonder what that's like for them mentally because you're on the road. You're not even at home home because you're playing your entire year in Tampa. You stink. The shots stop falling. Like I, I think you kind of just go, Ugh. like, do do we want to do this tonight? Is this the night that we want to do that? Then you've got Moses Brown on the other end. Moses Brown's just like, I want every offensive rebound. Feed me your rebounds. All, all that stuff. Like it, it has to be just hard to play against because just human nature. Like when things aren't going your way, you're in that funk. Like hard to stay locked in like that the whole time. So I, I think that Oklahoma City's going to get a few more of these the rest of the year. Like They've already gotten a bunch, but just because of what they're trying to do, that energy, like you look to the bench, and um, I remember it was the second or third quarter, Justin Jackson's on the break. He tries to you know put up a little floater. It goes long. He ends up getting the offensive rebound, putting it back in, and Shea and Dort and Baisley are going nuts on the bench. Like It's just one of those infectious like environments like, I want to play my awful brand of basketball with this Oklahoma City team because I'm going to have fun doing it no matter like how bad I am. As long as I go out there and try real hard and give my effort, I think they're going to support me. So, uh, first off, put me on the Thunder. Sign me to that 10-day. I'll take that money for 10 days. But We'll take just, a 10-day, yes, please. Yeah, it, Give it to me. Come it's on. just one of those things where you're just like, you look at the two benches and you're just like, you know, I want to play for that Thunder team. And I, I think that's going to matter in a few of these games here down the stretch that they're going to make their own luck because they're in it and they want it more. Another special thing about tonight, uh, considering everybody's Thunder player of the game being C. Luke, this was the most he has scored this season. I know. With Oklahoma City or Detroit, he had scored 18 points twice on January 13th and February 14th, respectively, with the Pistons against Milwaukee and New Orleans tonight. 22 points in 35 minutes, 9 of 14 from the floor to go along with Moses Brown's another, another, another one, double-double, 20 points, 12 rebounds, no assists, but you know what, who's counting? 17 points, 10 rebounds for Isaiah Roby, 11 points, 6 assists, 7 rebounds for Teo Maladon, even though he was abysmal from the floor 
three of 16, two of eight from the three-point line, 10 points, and eight rebounds for Kendrick Williams to round out the interesting, to say the least, starting five. But, I mean, Christine, are you already going to, like, have you bought a Sfima High Luke a Thunder jersey? Is it framed yet? Do you have a Kansas V jersey somewhere? Like, where does this love, other than him being a Jayhawk, come from? I just think that the without Mike Muscala... He's just swell. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's fine. I mean, like I think without Mike Muscala on the floor, you are missing that outside shooter, that consistent outside shooter. And I think that Svi adds that back into the offense, and that's why I'm a big fan of him, because... I think that he's one of the more consistent three-point shooters that the Thunder have right now. And to me, besides having a big presence down low, I thought that's what they were really missing. Because SGA, even though he you know, can score 20 to 25 points a game, he's never really that consistent three-point shooter, game in and game out. He's never kind of that guy. He can make he can make a couple, he can make a good amount, but he's never been really super consistent with that. And whenever I would watch Steve McKayluke play for Kansas, that was his role there. And so I've seen him kind of continue that role into the NBA, but I mean, he was really averaging around 9 points per game before coming to the Thunder. And so that's like, you know, like basically averaging like 3 uh, threes a game, but I thought that he would be able to fit into this offense well, especially with how ball movement centered they have been this season, and that's kind of why I like him, because I think he fits in their offense really, really well, and I think that's been showing the past couple of games. Unfortunately, it wasn't a career high. He had 25 points last year uh, against the Bucks, I believe. I just looked at it on Basketball Reference, and I already forgot, but it was 25 points Svee's career high, but it's he's going to have more opportunities, Ryan. I mean, I Let's just absolutely prognosticate, talk off the cuff here because we've, you know, there's only so much you can do when you're talking about a tanking team that just refuses to lose. Do we expect to see SGA back? Yes or no, Ryan, go. Uh, I, I would expect to see him back maybe the, the last five, six games. Just one of those, hey, go out there, finish on a high. I would expect him back in May. Possibly what, like the last game of April. What about Lou Dort and Darius Baisley? Darius Baisley's not coming back this season to me. Mm. And then he just walks into the room. I ain't never left. <laughs> whoa, whoa. I, I think it'd be good for Darius to get back out there now that you have two actual, more traditional centers. I think that would be good for him. We've seen what it's done for Isaiah Roby. We've seen what it's done for, um, you know, basically everyone getting to move one spot down the lineup, getting to play their more natural position. So I, I wouldn't mind seeing Darius Baisley back out there. And I think Lou Dort... You'll absolutely see him just because that's the kind of guy Lou Dort strikes me as, as, as the dude that's like, I, I'm here to play basketball. And once I clear these concussion protocols or whatever it is, I would like to play more basketball, please. Oh, I'm not saying that Darius Baisley wouldn't benefit from playing right now. Right. I just I just personally don't see him putting on the Thunder jersey again maybe for the I, rest of the year. Maybe I framed that wrong. Maybe I think that everyone organizationally with the, with the tough season he's had uh, – below his expectations. I think it would do good for everyone to see him go out there, play next to a center, even if it's just 10 games, and be yeah. like, get some of that confidence back heading into his uh, you know, redshirt sophomore year. Yeah, I definitely agree, especially not having to like forcibly play the five. I think yeah. that would be really, really good for him, but I unfortunately don't see him playing another game for the Thunder. I think Lou Dort's going to try to battle through Ever? this concussion. This season. What are you trying to report, Christine, with your multiple sauces? Sources. Allegedly. Per Allegedly. sources. 
Uh, I DM'd Kevin Durant, and this is what he had to say. Well, a, lo- a lawsuit <laughs> pending. That's, Actually, that's I, I cannot. He, he replied to me, but I cannot tell you what he replied. My lawyer has told me that. I can neither confirm nor deny he replied. Yeah, with the ongoing law. No, I can confirm he replied with the ongoing lawsuit. I, Slender. Just, I can't put it out there. Libel. Or Thanks. whatever else. But yeah, I think that Lou Dort, though, I think he's going to try to power through this pr- uh, concussion protocol thing and try to get back on the court as quick as possible. But gotta, hopefully he comes back healthy. I got a tip for these guys. That brought that baseline concussion protocol test that you got to take, burrito, every answer, burrito, burrito, burrito. That way, that's your baseline. You're concussed. You just got to remember burrito, burrito, burrito. You're good. Lou Dort's like clearly reading a piece of paper, a uh, burrito. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me pull this out of my sock. Who was the first president of the United States of America? Lou Dort's like, well, first of all, I'm from Canada, so don't just expect me to know that answer. A, B, looks down at the paper, burrito. Burrito, yes. <laughs> Nailed it. There we go. That's Ryan Chapman. That's Christine Butterfield taking a swig of something that I don't know what it is. It's clear, it? though. No. It's clear. It's Luke's secret stuff. Just, it's just water. Yeah, it's probably just water, right? It's, it's, the, same, just, it's the same secret stuff as Looney Tunes. It's just, it's just water. Uh, real quick before we go to break, is everybody else just so turned off by LeBron James being in Space Jam 2? Guys, I'm not trying to be Michael Jordan. By the way, I'm going to be starring in a revival of a movie that he was in that really wasn't good. Space Jam is not a good movie. We all like it because we saw it when we were... I mean, I was six. Christine, you weren't born yet, were you? No. Ryan, help me out here. Please tell me you saw it when you was a child. I, like, I, I saw it when I was a child. It didn't come out when I was seeing movies as a child. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the bathroom and just be depressed. <laughs> Everybody, this is Ryan Chapman, Christine Butterfield, at CB on Sports, at Radio's Ryan, and I'm Brady Trantham, at Brady Does Sports. When we get back, we've got Around the Association. We teased it. We might as well talk about Kevin Durant, Michael Rappaport having a pillow fight because it's a lot of fun. Welcome back to the Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Thunder Post Game Show presented by TotallyTickets.com on 107.7 The Franchise and 107.9 The Franchise Tulsa. What up? Welcome back to the show. It's not quite franchise after dark because it's 10.15, but if this was 11 o'clock, boy, well, we have some words to say. We unfortunately can't read Kevin Durant's direct messages uh, verbatim. We're going to have to censor ourselves. Sad. I'll let you take care of the censoring. Oh, I'll, I'll be very creative with it. That's Ryan Chapman's milky voice. Hold on. Go, go uh, examine our... It's not a poll... There'll be a pullout eventually. Yeah, maybe, we're not Jerry Ramsey. Like, yeah, go examine the side by side me versus Ty Jerome. Let me know. Only one can survive. Who should be the one? I just At find Radio's it, Ryan. I just find it so funny that we're unable to find any shirtless pick of. I literally scrolled for like fifteen pages on Google Images. Yeah, I nothing. literally don't believe Ryan's me. Google That's why algorithm. I was on my phone. I was Ryan's like, Google algorithm is going to go like, uh, change of heart. What, what's going on? It's like, hello, hello there. I know 2020 was hard for everybody, but uh, anyways. Ryan's just trying to get clout, obviously. Well, we're all chasing clout. That's I, the most important thing on Earth. I was Twitter literally acquiescing to your request of tweeting a side-by-side with mm, me and Yes. I'm just saying, you decided to make it a shirtless pick? That was your choice. It, it's just, of it's Ryan, the, yes. It's the first thing on my camera roll. Yeah. 
He just went hiking. Gosh, Christine's just hating on the vibes. I'm, I'm never hating on the vibes. Excuse you are right now. No, I was, I'm not hating on the vibes. Look, I was just shooting my travel show, you know? Yeah, well, you know who's probably hating on the vibes right now? Sam Presti, because he's like, what was that? Sam Stop Presti it. is like, do I need to make this roster literally only eight players do so I have that to this ex- isn't possible anymore? I have anymore? to explain it to you guys like you're all five. Oklahoma City defeats Toronto 113 to 103 behind Sveem Hiluks. Season high, thunder high in the game. 23 points? 22? 22. 20, Svansvansig, as Dennis Schroeder would say. An old Taylor Swift. Old, oh man, that was a great album. It was. was that red? It was red. Uh, speak is another speak now speak now is a mm-hmm. great album and then i liked oh not willow what was the other one the one that came out first last year was it wilderness or whatever uh folklore folklore yes oh, top yeah, yeah those wilderness. those three taylor just swift albums a, justin timberlake what the heck that is the holy triumvirate of taylor swift right there i like i like you like but the teardrops of my guitar well country taylor swift is cute and like i appreciate the ability that she has to write her music i'm just not a country guy i'm not a country girl either but like that is such a like it's a pretty song that is typical 2000s breakup music you know i know I mean? it's it sounds That's perfect this is why it's so genuine to me it sounds like it was written recorded and performed by a 15 year old it's just so pure. So yeah, it's pure to me. It, it wasn't written by an adult who said, "Here, good-looking, you know, child performer with a future, go perform this." And then she becomes Britney Spears, whose father buys into the record label to get her on. Uh, if there's huh? a particular listener out there, they're probably going to get mad at this whole Britney Spears slander. Uh, Christine, where do you fall on the whole free Britney thing? Justice for Britney. Oh boy, Ryan, please help me. I couldn't be troubled to watch it. I just thank God. Couldn't care less about Britney Spears. I haven't. I haven't really watched it either. Tbh, but I just know that I. So you her. took a side without. Wow, I don't know. It's worse. She's a woman. I'm like I loved. Brit- I'm like okay. I'm sure. I'm sure this stuff is probably true. <laughs> I've been meaning to watch it. To be fair. Yeah. Not. Not my cup of Joe. Yeah. Have you seen the Demi? This is this is so relevant. But have you seen the Demi Lovato one? On, also, not my on Joe Rogan's show. podcast. No, <laughs> I was about to say, does Christine just listen to Joe Rogan? Can you imagine, oh, Christine? Oh. The flat it's entirely earthers, possible. The aliens are out yeah. there. It's entirely mm. possible that Oklahoma City is not trying to tank. This is just what they are, and we're we're giving them too much credit. But no, go ahead about Demi Lovato. Oh no, I haven't seen it yet. But it's basically. <laughs> I was asking if you had because it's like apparently super intense and it's even like more intense than the Britney one. That's why I was asking. All right, I'm just. Oh boy, oh boy. Let, let, let's let's salvage this. Enough of the, you know, the comings and goings and the trials and tribulations of rich millionaires. So let's just talk about Kevin Durant because uh, he's yes. a sane millionaire human being. Am, am, am I wrong? Am I to- wrong? Totally uh, sane. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Happens. Well, our friend Kevin Durant, he in the news again, mainly because him and Michael Rappaport, which I don't even know how to describe Michael Rappaport. He's an actor, like a comedian. Yeah, he's he's in he's in the entertainment industry. I feel like that's the 
the most on-the-nose description of his career. He's dabbled into media, kinda, with some mixed success. It's it, it's been interesting the repertoire experience. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, these are. I said it on Triple M Ranch earlier today. These are two soft people getting into a pillow fight. So, uh, I'm just going to read a few massages. Uh, from our good friend Kevin Durant to Michael Rappaport via Instagram direct message machine. And I am going to do my best to not read these quickly because if I do, Ryan's going to have to hit that nice big yellow dump button. And yeah, I let's, will... let's not do that. I, when I signed up for the post game today, I was not aware that I was going to have to ride the dump button. Don't no, worry. I kind of, I'm kind of here for it. Don't worry. I love chaos. So, Obviously, these two had a little bit of a back and forth, and I guess to set the stage, Michael Rapoport had a problem with, if you guys remember that interview that Kevin Durant had with the TNT crew, was at the beginning of the season, where he's it's a TV interview following a, a Nets game, and so he's talking to Ernie Johnson, Charles Barkley, Kenny Smith, and Shaquille O'Neal in the TNT studio in Atlanta, so he's got the headset on, he's just staying there. He clearly looks like he doesn't want to be there, and... I'll actually kind of give Kevin Durant some credit here because a he knows all like all these guys except for Ernie talk crap about him all the time. They not just about his on the court play because Kevin Durant's one of the best players on earth, but they talk crap about him just off the court. So I can understand him just like I don't want to talk to these guys. And b Charles Barkley, Shaq, Kenny, those guys they're great at what they do. What they are not there to do is to be like buttoned up journalists who asks questions that allow the player to give you an extended worded answer they are just asking him yes or no questions so what does kevin durant do he looks pissed off and just gives him yes or no answers and it get it made everybody upset michael rapaport basically went out tagged kevin durant and said you're a professional you need to you need to answer these questions this is a part of the gig and then him and kevin durant had a back and forth and it was very regrettable here i'll fast forward to towards the end of the conversation here's what KD had to say to mr michael rapport you called your lawyer like the blank you are ha 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 you and i and i must stress it's just the letter you couldn't talk portnoy talking ish defamation of character question mark question mark question mark apparently kevin durant was uh then notified that michael Rep- michael rapport's lawyer had been contacted about some type of threat or whatever. And then Katie sends him crying, laughing emojis. And then he replies, and then Kevin Durant goes on to say, blank, uh, donkey wanna lawyer up. So donkey is my word. Your wife mad as blank because you wasting that little bit of money on a lawyer because you can't take a joke. Ha 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 ha. How blank, or you know, we could say soft you are. Your wife doesn't even respect your blank rear end and scene. How will this end? Ryan, Christine, why can't Kevin Durant just be talked to by somebody? Stop. <clears throat> just stop going back and forth with people. Well, in his formative years as a professional athlete, some might say he lived what is the equivalent of a very sheltered life. We all know that guy or gal that in high school, middle school, their parents kept them away from the real world. Shielded them, them from the horrors of the earth. Yes, kept them away from all the temptations, all that stuff. And then they went to college 
And by their sophomore year, they're wilding out on Wednesday nights. And you're like, look, I'm happy to have a good time. But even for me, this is a bit much. Kevin Durant's that dude. Oklahoma City, look, right, wrong, or otherwise, they, they insulate their basketball players. What do we hear at the joke? Roll your eyes. You can come to Oklahoma City. You can focus on basketball. Uh, the, the NBA superstars in Oklahoma City are very insulated. And Kevin Durant, we saw this at Golden State. He, he finally got to get out there and explore the world. And he's wild. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just I think that Kevin Durant is just one of those players that feels like he needs to insert his opinion he must everything. have the last word. He needs to be a part of the conversation, even if he wasn't asked to be a part of the conversation. Guys, I can't sleep tonight. Someone is wrong on the internet, and they must be stopped. I wonder how many you up texts Kevin Durant sends. I don't think he even does. I think he just... I don't think Kevin Durant sleeps. I, I think, think he just drops in with like, did you see this today? You know when Twitter ta- has to go to you know Capitol Hill to explain how like they can exist because they have like these algorithms and bots that suspend hateful Twitter accounts, blah blah blah. I think it's just Kevin Durant just peruses Ke- like Twitter all day, all night when he's not playing, and just makes sure that everything's in line. He did make a lot of was, money out there in Silicon Valley, so maybe that that's his side hustle. It's, was Kevin Durant Gossip Girl in his former life? There's your conspiracy theory. Oh, we've got a bunch. We just had a bunch of them thrown out there in about 90 seconds. Is KD Deep State? Uh, yes. Next on the ride. <laughs> 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 or as Kevin Durant said, ha 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 you. My old, my old iPhone, I used to have like this. It was how I would get away with not. I would have like a book via text on my phone. But instead of like paying 30 bucks for an audiobook, I would just have Siri read it to me for free. <laughs> so I'd have, often ask, uh, have her um, read me some text when I was driving. And anytime someone types out ha 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 ha, it was just ha 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 ha. It was, it was mind numbing. Wild. Just like following Kevin Durant's career off the floor, because on the, on the floor, it's incredible. So much fun to watch. Actually, had this conversation earlier today. Uh, let's get into this really quick because I want to. Because the Thunder won a game that they probably wanted to lose, uh, but uh, Ryan just did a, a sign to me, so I'm going to ignore what I just said uh, because I'm afraid and I am a charlatan. I'm just kidding. Brian, take us around the association. Ha ha. Sorry. Figure we should shoehorn this in before we get off to. The fun goings on. Never, never land. All right. So, obviously, Thunder winners tonight. Let's take a look at some of the other, their other rivals and the tank battle, all that stuff. Portland Trail Blazers headed to Detroit. The Detroit Pistons, newsflash, real bad at basketball. Detroit, 124 to 107 winners. Detroit falls to 13 and 34. Lillard with a big double double, 33 points, 10 dimes. Jeremy Grant, a 32 and 4 game, continues to ball out for the worst team in the league. Brady, your Miami Heat are 592 to 87 winners at the Pacers. Sabonis led the way with 9, 14, and 3. Yikes. Duncan Robinson, 20 points. Good work there by your Heat. 
one game away from being on the high side. The Dallas Mavericks in what was probably billed as the game of the night, going to Boston, 113 to 108 winners over the Celtics. Luka, I'm so sad. 36, 8, and 5. The man does it all and can play defense. He's not great at it, but he can. Jason Tatum, 25, 9, and 3 in a losing effort for the Celtics. The aforementioned Brooklyn Nets, Sands, Kevin Durant, I believe. Again, they're playing a bunch of games without KD this year, being understandably very careful with the superstar. 120 to 108. They topple James Harden's old team, the Houston Rockets. Kyrie Irving, 31 points, 12 assists in that game. Kevin Porter Jr., the nice bit for the Rockets. 20 points, 2 rebounds, and 6 assists. The Utah Jazz beat the Memphis Grizzlies 111-107. to Conley 26-4-7 to lead the way for Utah. John Morant, that guy good at basketball. 36 points, 2 boards, 7 assists. This one, big result for Los Thunder, though. The Minnesota Timberwolves 102-101 to winners over the Knicks. Big Cat. Double-double, 18 points, 17 rebounds. The Timberwolves climb all the way up to 12 and 36. Not a really bad basketball team. The Spurs, 120 to 106 winners over the Sacramento Kings. We have two games in progress. LeBron James on Twitter, sad because whoever is broadcasting this game is not able to put the score graphic on the screen. I hope they've got that adjusted, but LeBron James might not win. It wasn't Bali Sports, was it? Uh, we need to get into that another time. The Bucks up 65 to 54 over the Lakers in a game that was advertised as Giannis versus Schroeder because everyone is dead in Los Angeles. That game has 10 minutes left in the third quarter. And then another game deep into the third. The Phoenix Suns currently up on the Chicago Bulls 83 to 71. 520 left in that game. Guys, I was told that Billy Don was going to a better situation in Chicago. The Thunder have a better record than Chicago. You trying to tell me that Vucevic, Zach Levine, and friends can't play defense? Billy Donovan went from ten, like how long? Five years of Russell Westbrook to this. He must be bless his heart. That's all I'm Look, gonna say. I, I know he won the extra years, but I, I was told, I was sworn up and down that Billy Donovan's going to a better situation. The Thunder tearing it down, all this stuff. Never agreed with that, by the way. I, I neither. I, I was like, if it's simply the extra year, then fine. Like, if Sam Presti just could not guarantee that, A, we don't know if you're necessarily the right fit moving forward, but we like you. We know you're a good enough coach, so we're going to give you four years, not five, which is what you're looking for. And if that's what if that's what it was, then that makes sense to me. But the whole better situation, I was like, Zach Levine's a fun, guy, fun player, fun scorer, but outside of that, eh. It's Vucevic enough to keep him in Chicago. You know, one of those things. Probably like he not. Might be in the same situation in two years. Anyway, uh, that concludes around the association. That was yummy. Christine, final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts. It was interesting, actually, to watch this roster today more than I thought it was going to be. And Thunder fans, I guess, could be hopeful for the future if this un- if they, this roster stays. They could not miss except for Teo Maladon. Oh, wait. I don't know how I haven't talked about this. Teo. So that laid, wasn't your final thought. No. Teo laid an egg tonight. He was like. He's laid many sure eggs. He was 0 of 7 for a while. And then he finally started making shots. Oh, sorry. I said finally started making shots. He made three shots tonight. Of and then, yes, three of 16. And then two of eight from the three. So. 
didn't do good as uh, SGA stand-in. He's definitely going to have to bring that up. Uh, that was a bad game for him, 100%. Rye Rye? Uh, I think we all should just enjoy the fact that this game tipped off at a normal time because the Thunder are about to do that West Coast swing, that double 9 p.m. tip. <laughs> I know. What do they got coming uh, in on the other side of that? The Detroit Pistons. Yeah. So Jerry uh, Ramsey will be happy, but no one that likes basketball will be happy. If Jerry Ramsey isn't in the Chesapeake Arena oh, he when will the be. Pistons come, he's fake. One. Two, if he doesn't come on postgame, also fake. The challenge has been sent out into the ether. It's Ryan, out there. Ryan Chapman, Christine Butterfield, thank you so much for doing a fantastic job and carrying me, my sorry behind Mr. Brady Trantham, on this here post game, like you guys always do. The Thunder win 113 to 103 over the Tampa Bay Toronto extinct reptilian slash perhaps bird creatures from an era long ago the Raptors. I mean, Jurassic Park's up and running. They just don't shut say, down. For whatever reason. Spare no expense. Chris Pratt Jeff is, Goldblum in here. Spare yeah. no expense, still, which is what Toronto should probably be it. thanking in this offseason if Kyle Lowry is going to be coming back. Oh, 40, year, 40 years old. Back in my day. Anyway, everybody, thank you so much for listening to the First Take Thunder post game show. Once again, Oklahoma City wins 113-103. The Thunder are back in action Friday night against the Phoenix Suns. 9 o'clock local tip. So stay tuned here on 107.7 The Franchise for all of our fun personalities and all of our fun shows Thursday and Friday. But for us, 